Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Mark Podolsky. He is known as the Land Geek. Uh, he helps people buy and sell raw land, and it's going to be quite interesting. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Mark. Jordan, thanks so much. I'm thrilled to be here. So let's just start a little bit with your background and how you got into this and how you became the land geek that you are. Sure, sure. So back in 2000, I was a very unhappy investment banker specializing in mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. And I had a 45-minute commute to work and back, and I was working long, stressful hours. And, you know, Jordan, I wouldn't get like the Sunday blues you know, anticipating, you know, uh, Monday coming around. I get the Friday blues, anticipating the weekend going by really fast and having me back at work on Monday. Mm-hmm. So my firm hires this guy and he's telling me on the side, he's going to these tax deed auctions and he's buying up raw land and he's flipping it online and he's making 300% returns on his investment. Well, Jordan, I'm looking at companies all day. And a great company, a great company has over 15% EBITDA margins or free cash flow, right? Your right. average company is at 10%. And I'm looking at companies all day long that are less than 10%. So I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm from the show me state. I don't believe him. So he takes me out. We go to New Mexico. I've got like three grand saved for car repairs. And I do exactly what he says. I buy up 10 parcels, half acre parcels of raw land in the middle of like nowhere, New Mexico. And I put them up online and my average cost is $300. And I flipped them for over $1,200 each and it worked. So I go to another tax deed auction in Arizona. And this time I took all that money and I bought as much of the land as I could at the auction. And there's no one there, it's 2000. And on that auction, I made over $90,000 flipping raw land. So I go to my wife, I'm like, honey, I want to quit my job. And I'm going to invest in raw land full time. And she says, absolutely not. So I said, fine, fine. Okay. So I invested in land part time for 18 months until the land investing income exceeded my investment banking income. I've been doing it full time ever since 2001. I've done over 5,000 land flips and I love it. I absolutely love it. And you not I, only I, I do call it, it the best passive income model. <laughs> you not only uh, do it, but you teach it as well, right? I do it and I teach it, absolutely. Because, you know, after you've done something for over, you know, a decade, um, you got to get a new challenge. And, and honestly, like, nobody ever thanked me for, for helping them buy a piece of raw land. Like, it never really, you know, changed their life. But now, you know, I get emails, hey, Mark, I made $100,000 part-time selling land this year. Thank you so much. You retired my spouse. You know, or, you know, I get these, I mean, it's, it, there's nothing more gratifying than, than the teaching aspect, I have to tell you. If it's so easy and people are making so much more money at it, why are not more people doing it? Well, if you go on HGTV or the DIY network, it's, you know, you see house flipping, right? And all I do is shuffle paper and make money. It's not sexy, right? Um, it's If anything, it's, it's quite boring. So the the, you know... What are you going to do with a piece of raw dirt, right? So in essence, there's 3,007 counties. There's billions of acres of land for sale. And there's no one doing this. Private equity groups don't want to do this. Hedge funds don't want to do this. So there's like a handful of people doing it. Do you do it for people? If, you don't, if they don't want to do it themselves, do you in effect manage money? And, and if they give you cash, you'll flip land for them? Yeah, we do have a program like that. Absolutely. If, if it's the right person, we, we will do that. Typically, they what, need to be an accredited investor. So what is your minimum that you'll amount to, uh, to take to invest for something like that? You know, typically $100,000. Mm-hmm. So you, you then buy it in their name, right? Right, right. So yeah, absolutely. We'll buy it in their name. We'll, we'll be like their acquisition manager for them. So let's take this piece. Let's first start with the buy side and then move to the sell side. So um, is the only way you buy land through tax deed auctions? Well, that's how, we, we, how I first got into it. And then, you know, as the market got hotter, you know, can, you can imagine 
from 2001 to 2006, those rooms be- became, became very full and you could buy land maybe 80 cents on the dollar. So my model is I want to buy property 20 to 30 cents on the dollar. And so the way that I do it is, Jordan, you're in New York, right? And right. I go and I, and, I, and I get a list of people that owe back taxes in, say, Texas. I'm like, oh my gosh, Jordan Goodman's on that list, right? So I send you a quote-unquote top dollar offer, 20 to 30 cents on the dollar, based on the comps. And so the way that I do that is I look at the comps and I'll divide by four and I get that Warren Buffett margin of safety, right? Of 300%. So I send you the offer and you're like, well, I've never, I'm never going to go to Texas. I'm not going to visit that property. You owe back taxes on it anyways. So you accept my offer. And the metrics on that is three to 5% of those people will accept our offer, right? So then we go through our due diligence. If you owe too much in back taxes, I might pass. If there's some kind of probate issue, I might pass. But otherwise, we'll go ahead and we'll buy that property from you. And you're happy. That asset is, was once an asset to you, but now it's a liability. You're going to take that capital and you're going to redeploy it somewhere you know, better for you. And I'm going to take that raw land and I'm going to sell it. And what the way I like to sell it is I want to get my money out on a down payment and then I'm going to own or finance it on a land contract. So let's say I buy the property from you for $5,000 and I might sell it for $30,000 with $5,000 down and make it a car payment of $449 a month at, you know, let's say 12% interest and over, you know, let's say 10 years. So now I've got $449 coming in every single month on a, you know, a set it and forget it type system. And it's a one-time sale. I get this recurring passive income without the typical headaches of real estate. I don't have to deal with any renters, no rehabs, no renovations, no rodents. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, land is exempt from Dodd-Frank, RESPA, and the SAFE Act. So um, on the, when you buy the land that has back taxes, do you have to pay the back taxes in order to close the sale? It depends. It depends. So depending on where you are in that cycle. So if the county is about to foreclose on that property and go to tax deed auction, then yes, we have to pay the back taxes. If, the, if there's a tax lien holder on it, an investor on that property, and they're about to go through foreclosure to get the property, then yes, we have to pay the back taxes. But typically speaking, we don't pay the back taxes right away. We sell the property, we get our money out, and then we pay the back taxes just for a cash flow strategy. So... Um before you buy something, do you assess the market for, for what, what you can sell it for online to kind of get comps of what similar land around there is going to sell for? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if I can't get a, a read on the market, then we'll do test ads, and then we'll see what the market, how the market responds. Before you actually buy it, you're saying? Before we actually buy it, right. So, so have you ever been oh, stuck yeah. with a piece of land you thought you could sell and you couldn't sell it? No, no, it's, it's, it's crazy to say, but I've never been stuck with a piece of raw land. There's a, there's a lust for land in this country. And I, I say it all the time. Uh, there's a pig for every barn. You'd be surprised how many people want to buy a raw piece of land, um, that has privacy or views, or you can use it recreationally. Um, preppers are a huge market. These are people that are uh, hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst. They want a place to bug out to. The military love this kind of property. Um, legacy investors, right? Ted Turner, the largest land investor in the, in the country, says, buy land. It's the only thing that lasts. You, me, generations, generations, right? Well, we have something to pass down to this asset, a generation, generation. Um, it'll never be destroyed, nothing to protect, nothing to maintain. Uh, I love this as an asset. So you ever look at the land... In person, you ever inspect it or you never never go there? Well, today we have it 90% automated with software. So with our due diligence process, what we'll do is we'll do our, we'll do our title search. Um, if it's 5,000 or left, we'll, act, we'll actually do the title search ourselves. If it's 5,000 or more, we'll actually go through a title company. But we'll get our preliminary title report. We'll make sure there's no liens or encumbrances. Um, you know, the back taxes aren't too onerous. Um, we'll, and then we'll have somebody... Uh, we'll use someone locally, like a Craigslist gig for 50 bucks. They'll take our property report, they'll shoot video, and they'll take pictures. 
And we, there's this great app out there called What Three Words. And this way we can actually verify that they're at the right GPS coordinates uh, and, and looking at the right piece of property. And then get all that. So I don't actually stomp on a piece of property anymore. And, and you don't think most – so in other you can do this from anywhere and buy land anywhere. You don't have to be near it to see it or – market it uh it's yeah i mean i i have clients in sweden brazil uh spain england australia um they're all doing this model very successfully from you can do it from anywhere in the world with an internet connection uh one of my clients are you doing spend, it in other countries as well or are you only doing it in the united states well they're buying u.s land you couldn't the model could probably work in other countries but i just there's so much here why why go anywhere else Ah, very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Mark Podolsky. Uh, he is known as The Land Geek. Uh, you can actually get a free report about how, how all this works at the website, thelandgeek.com, and then do backslash money answers. You get something that's normally, I think it's $39 for free to uh, help you learn how to uh, buy and sell land uh, for really substantial profits. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Mark Podolsky, also known as The Land Geek. He helps people buy and sell land uh, for very nice profits. Welcome back to the show, Mark. Thanks, Jordan. Tell people what they can get at that website, thelandgeek.com backslash money answers. So that's our $97 passive income launch kit. And it really just walks everybody through the process step by step and if they really want to, you know, put their toe in the water, they can they can start from there. And once they've got that, do you have like a, a coaching system at a higher level? Or how, how, tell me about your kind of funnel that you have. Yeah, so basically the funnel is, you know, your typical funnel where it goes from free all the way up to, you know, very high-end coaching and mentoring, um, all the way to a, a done-for-you kind of program like we, we discussed. So, you know, we have a coaching program for every budget. And, uh, you know, the goal being that we get you to $10,000 a month in passive income in 12 to 18 months. Great. Okay. So you have this report, which is called Build Passive Income Quickly and Efficiently. And so I just want to go into kind of the details of that. So um, first of all, let's just be clear. What is the advantage of doing uh, raw land buying and selling compared to house flipping and physical land, and you think there'd be a much higher value added when you take something that's not in great shape and fix it up and sell it for a profit. What's the, what's the advantage of doing it your way? 
Right. So there's lots of different advantages. You know, the first advantage is there's nothing physical, right? So there's no, there's not, there's no typical headaches like you would have with, you know, let's say you're being a landlord, right? So you still get all the advantages of the passive income piece. You get these massive margins, but you're not dealing with, you know, tenants or toilets or termites or trash, right? So one of my podcasts is called the best passive income model. And, you know, the shtick was we'd have these experts come on from all walks of life and I'd walk them through the model. I'd say, you know, look, this is a one-time sale. We get our money out within the down payment on the down payment or within six months of the down, six months of the down payment. Right. And then we have this passive income coming in every single month and we're not dealing with tenants or toilets or trash or termites. And, our margins are, you know, 300 to 1,000%. We're, we don't have to worry about Dodd-Frank or RESPA or the SAFE Act because we're not dealing with a tenant. There's nothing to maintain, nothing to protect. And we don't need to have a lot of capital. We don't have to go out and get private investors. Do I have the best passive income model? And uh, what's funny is Tom Wheelwright, the uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad author, was like, Mark, you do have the best passive income model. I had Sharon Lecter, who also co-wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki. She said, Mark, you have the best passive income model for you, right? Which is actually the, the politically correct answer to give. <laughs> okay, so you're saying <clears throat> basically it's simple. Land is simple compared to all the complexities. Right, because there's, there's only three things. You've got, a, you've got a raw piece of land, you've got a buyer and a seller, and that's it. Right? And then you're saying it's, it's a low risk. Why is this lower risk than flipping a house? Like? Well, because you don't need $100,000. You don't need private money. Um, there's literally no competition. And so if you're doing it the way that I'm doing it, and you're buying this asset, 23 cents the dollar, I mean, I'll buy it from you. And you can make 100%, right? And I'll go out and make you know, 300 to 1,000%. So... It, I mean, it doesn't matter what asset it is. You buy any asset, 20 to 30 cents a the dollar, they're sewn on the other end of that deal, right? That's why I think it's so low risk. It's just, yeah, it's just this it's flipping, massive margin of safety. Flipping can be at risk because you might not be able to sell it for what you think, and it might take longer, and it might cost more to renovate it and so on. Right, right. And when we get into the selling part, I sell these properties 30 days or less. And I'll kind of give you my secrets how I do that. Okay. Well, while we're at it, tell us, I mean, how, how are you finding the buyers? You said you do it. Okay. Kind of- so, Jordan, there's, there's one built-in best buyer. Do you know who it is? Then this is the massive advantage we have over every other real Maybe estate. Maybe the neighbors? Group. You're right. The neighbors. The neighbors. So, we send neighbor letters out saying, hey, before we take this to the open market, we're going to give you first chance to buy it to protect your view and make sure that you know who your neighbor is going to be. So there's this fear of, oh my gosh, if I don't buy it, I don't know who's going to buy next to me, right? So the neighbors are the ideal buyer. Now, sometimes the neighbors pass, and then they actually say, hey, I'll sell you my piece of land. Now I've got a larger tract to sell, which makes it even more valuable. So after the neighbors pass, then we go to our buyers list. And these are people that have you know, opted into, you know, some type of information that we give, which talks all about the benefits of owning raw land and investing in raw land. So they're already these warm sort of, you know, leads, if you will, that already tell themselves a story that raw land is valuable. So then we go to our buyers list. Now, if the, the, the buyers list passes, Meaning, just so we're clear on the buyers list, so those people are going to buy it and resell it themselves. They're not going to build or anything there. Is that right? Not necessarily. I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do with it. Sometimes they're going to use it for themselves. Sometimes they're going to use it, you know, do exactly what you said and and flip it for themselves as an investment. But I I really don't know a lot of the time what they're going to do with it. But we just know we sell it to them, right? I'd say, you know, based on, you know, exit surveys, for the most part, they're legacy investors. They just want to own some raw land. And they can go to their banker and say, hey, look at my net worth. I've got this asset. And I'm, you know, I'm making payments on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they pass, there's this little website out there called Craigslist. And we have an automation program with Craigslist. We can put up 124 ads with a click of a button. And we get a tremendous amount of volume that way. So... There's also another little website that's doing really well called Facebook. 
and <laughs> and we go to these buy sell groups and we sell the land on Facebook. Um, there's also landsofamerica.com, landandfarm.com, landflip.com, landhub.com. So you can go to these land sites where, you know, we never want to be in the convincing business. We want to go where they're already telling themselves a story. Raw land is a valuable investment. What, what raw land is not good to buy that you would not be able to resell? Well, I've made so many mistakes, Jordan, through the years. And honestly, I mean, you'd have to buy something that's, you know, in a super fun site. You must, you know, have to make a huge mistake like that um, where it would just be completely worthless. Um, I mean, here's an example. I, I bought a, a piece of raw land, um, 40 acres in New Mexico. Half of it, 20 acres of it, was inaccessible because I bought it on a, on a mountain, right? So I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I made a huge mistake. I bought it for like $2,500. So I put it up on eBay in an auction with a $1 no reserve. The first day, it got bid up to $2,500. By day 10, it was at $32,500. And, <laughs> and the guy wires me the funds. I call him up, and I'm scared, right? I'm like, oh, gosh, this is going to be a refund. I'm like, you know it's on the side of a mountain, and half of it you can't access. He's like, it's perfect. He was a director in L.A., and he wanted to film out there, and he didn't want to deal with having to get permits to film. So he bought the priest's property. <laughs> so amazing. It's part it's of his amazing. budget for the movie, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had another client of mine, Scott Todd. He, did, he, he bought a piece of property that was underwater. I mean, underwater. Uh, he bought a mud pit, basically. So he made $15,000 on a land flip to a guy that wanted to go out there with his ATV and just drive around in the mud pit. And he's like, it's perfect. <laughs> so there is a pig for every barn. Um, I learned this the hard way, where a buddy of mine, uh, we went to a, an auction together, and I'm, we're driving around, and it's like the middle of nowhere. I mean, it looked like Chernobyl land. It looked just, just the ugliest land I've ever seen, right? There's nothing compelling about the property. But we could buy it for like 50 bucks, right? I mean, it was mm-hmm. super, super cheap. So he's like, Mark, do you want to you split this with me? And I'll, I'll, I'll buy half, you buy half. I'm like, no way. I'm like, you know what's going to happen here? Refund. People are going to go out there. They're going to hate it. They're going to refund. So every, every week, he would send me the sales he was getting. And I'd email him back, refund, right? Another sale. I'd email him back, refund slash lawsuit, right? Guess how many refunds he had? None. None. Yeah. So I watched, my, I watched $100,000 go you know, just into his pocket, which could have gone into mine. Wow. And, uh, and after that, I'm like, okay, I'm not the market. And I'm not here to judge. I'm not going to be a land snob, and I'm going to give the market what they want. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so you're saying another advantage of this is you get short-term cash gains because you can flip it relatively easily, and that's because before you buy it, you know pretty much who you're going to sell it to, or at least how you're going to sell it. Is that the yeah, idea? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, you don't. Yeah, exactly. So you can do short-term cash flips. I mean, personally, I'd rather only sell on easy financing terms. Because if I need cash, I can sell 12 months of that cash flow, get my money out to an investor, redeploy that money, and buy more property. And then that passive income piece comes back to me in 12 months. Because Jordan, once your passive income exceeds your fixed expenses, it's, it's game over. You're, you're working because you want to, not because you have to. And that's yeah. really the goal. So now you're offering financing to buy the land at some cheap interest rate? Or how do you do that? Yeah, absolutely. I just try to make it a car payment. So, and, you know, everywhere from 0% to 12.9%. Um, and, and then we have a... Defaults? Do those ever default? Or, or not, 10%, because we don't do credit checks, 10% default. But I just uh, created my own software program called PaymentGeek.io. And it automates the collections and management and the, and the back-end accounting on these notes. So the borrowers can log in, see their current balance, make a prepayment if they want. But it, once it's a set and forget it system, so we get ACH um, automated every month. If the ACH fails, then it charges their credit card on file. So if their ACH you know, bounces and their credit card fails, they really have no money. And we know that, okay, we're, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, 
and resell this property to a better so buyer. So do you have to do that? You have to foreclose on it and, and resell it? No, because we're using a land contract. We're not doing a deed of trust where you have to go through foreclosure. So we send them a notice. They have 30 days to cure. And after that, we keep the down payment. We keep all their payments and we resell it to another buyer. So the, the property stays in my ownership until they pay off their promissory note. I and see. that's how we get away from the, the cost of foreclosure. I see. Now, that's a big advantage over traditional houses where you're going to have to go through foreclosure and uh, push them out of their house and all that kind of thing. You don't have to deal with that. Yeah, because it's not an exempt, you know, it's an, not an emotional sale. Absolutely. Well, what if they've actually started building on the, the property or they started using it one way or the other? In our contract, then, you know, typically we keep any improvements or they can go ahead and, you know, pay off their note, which I would, you know, if they were doing that, I'd, I would say, hey, you better pay off your, your note here. Um, you, they usually can't get a building permit unless uh, they actually own the property anyways. I see. So you'll know if they're trying to build on it. Right, right. It's gonna, you, you technically own the property until it's paid off. Correct. I see. So that's a bit of a safety valve there. Exactly, exactly. Very good. Interesting stuff. All right, we're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Mark Podolsky known as The Land Geek. You can find all about uh, how to flip raw land at his website, which is thelandgeek.com backslash money answers. There's a report that's normally $97 you're going to get for free uh, being a Money Answers listener, and hopefully this will help you learn how to flip raw land. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Mark Podolsky. He's known as The Land Geek. Uh, you can find out more about him and his website, thelandgeek.com backslash money answers. Welcome back to the show, Mark. Thank you, Jordan. So you says not only do you get short-term cash, because you're typically turning over the property in about 30 days, but it's also long-term passive income. How are you doing this on the long-term basis as well? Okay, so let me just walk you through a scenario, right? So let's say I buy a piece of raw land for $5,000, and I'll then um, sell it on easy terms, right? So I might, it, let's say it's 40, it's 40 acres, I might want to sell it for $40,000 based on the comps, right? Um, and so I'll get $5,000 down, I'll get my money out on the down payment, and then I'll finance it at say, you know, four forty nine dollars a month, about a car payment at, let's say, 9 to 12% interest, depending on, you know, the, the market. And then they're making automated payments to me based on my software via ACH. And it's, that's really it until they pay off their note. So, you know, the, the, the game is, is have as many of these notes as possible. So how does it work for you? Are, are most of your sales through notes or most of them people uh, purchasing in cash uh, right up front? I try to sell all of them on notes. And then if I need cash... I can uh, sell, uh, you know, 12 months of that cash flow to an investor and they can make, say, 12%. And then I can go ahead and take my, get my money out and then redeploy that capital and make myself another, you know, 500 to 1,000% return. Um, and then that passive income reverts back to me. 
So that's really my favorite way now is to sell only on easy terms. But occasionally I'll have a buyer that, you know, doesn't want to uh, finance and they just want to pay cash and we'll do it. So, you know, I'd say 10% of my sales now are cash. When I first started, um, I really made tons of mistakes. And the biggest mistake I made was I just flipped. For years and years, I flipped, flipped, flipped. And now today, guys who start at the same time I did, they're at 250000 a month in passive income. I've got another buddy, you know, 150, another one at 80,000. So if I had started from day one, my passive income would be way higher than it is today. And you said you do no credit checks? I mean, no, I don't, I don't want to do credit checks. I, I want to make it as easy as possible for the buyer. And because I can sell it so quickly, uh, I'm not afraid of defaults, right? I'll get my money out of the down, or within six months of the down, if they default, then we're just get another down payment and another borrower. So really, it just increases my return on investment as it goes out. Because what might be a, you know, initially a five-year note can end up being a seven-year note or an eight-year note, depending on how many borrowers come in and out. So can you refinance it or change the terms if the absolutely. payment they're depending, making is, yeah, is too high? Yeah, absolutely. Depending on the market, it, you know, that, those terms can go up or down. So you'll stretch it out. So, say they're $4.99 is too much for them a month. You can go out a longer period of time and bring the payment down a little bit. Absolutely, especially as my uh, my my cost basis goes down, or some most cases my cost basis is zero. I have a lot of flexibility with that person. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, now, when you have these cash flows coming in, when you're selling it to somebody, you in effect you're factoring it. You're selling it to them at a discount. Is that the way it works? Not necessarily, because of the time value of money, right? So. You know, the, the factoring part would be a cash sale would be way lower than a term sale. Because if I'm going out 10 years, I'm looking at the market 10 years from now. And, yeah. and, and you know, inflation and those types of factors. So, no. So, um, does the overall economy impact uh, what you're able to sell it for, what you're able to buy and sell it for? I mean, for example, in 2008, when things went down... Did the price you could buy things for and the price you could sell things for go down as well? Yeah, it's interesting. Land is sort of the, the long tail, if you will, of real estate. Let's call ahead um, commercial real estate, right? And then you've got maybe housing and then, uh, you know, industrial um, and, you know, and down the line, right? So land's at the very end. So 2008, I had a great year. 2009 wasn't bad. 2010 was really rough. That was my roughest year. Now, I still made a profit in my business, but Mark had to make lots of different adjustments personally as my income and those notes started defaulting um, went way down, uh, relatively speaking, to to my living expenses. So it was was sort of a a good lesson for, for me personally, but the market you know, so we're the last to get hit and we're the last to recover. So as housing was recovering, we were still seeing, you know, flat uh, prices. Now, what's great about those types of, you know, bubbles and, and, um, and bubbles bursting is that when they burst and there's fear and blood in the streets, you can buy all day long and selling becomes more of a challenge. Uh, and then, you know, say, say 2006, when the market's super hot, buying becomes a little tougher, but selling is super easy, right? So ideally, you want to have balance in the market. And today, we're seeing a much more balanced market where it's easy to, easy to buy and easy to sell. And as soon as we start seeing the market get super hot again, that's when we'll, we'll you know, ease up on our buying. And then we'll sell, we'll wait for the, the bubble to, to kind of burst, and then we'll go back on our buying spree. So it's, it's to some extent, local, right? It's different in different parts of the country. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely is local. It, it definitely can be local, absolutely. So you're, do you avoid, I mean, say you're like San Francisco or something, I mean, super hot markets. Would you avoid super hot markets as a place to buy because the prices are already higher? Yeah, and you know the odds of me getting a piece of raw land in San Francisco, twenty three cents a dollar, are really really small, right? Um, if you got a piece of raw land in San Francisco, you're going to hire a broker, right? You're not mm-hmm. going to sell it to me. So, you know, like people are like, well, why don't you buy million dollar um, ranches, right? Well, the odds the odds of a, of a, a rancher being that distressed and selling it 
to me for two or $300,000 is really small, right? So I really want to go after assets that I can buy 23 cents of the dollar. Um, and so, you know, we avoid places like Manhattan or, you know, San Francisco, um, infill lots in those types of areas. We really want to go more to rural areas where, you know, people say New York or um, California, it, it kind of captures their imagination, right? Because nobody wakes up, Jordan says to themselves, boy, I'd really love to own some raw land today in Minnesota, <laughs> right? Unless you live in Minnesota. But if you live in New York, you might want a piece of raw land in California or Nevada or Colorado or Texas or Arizona or Oregon or Washington, right? Or Florida. So those are the areas we really focus on. So the sellers that you're dealing with are always desperate or they're highly motivated one way or the other? Or High, have- they're highly motivated if they take my offer. Because yeah. it's such a low ball offer, you mean? It's right, exactly, exactly. But you're they saying are, it's a relatively small amount, right? Now, as you're saying, only three to five percent of the people you're sending offers to accept it. So Correct. most people are just insulted and throw it away. Correct. <laughs> You're in the mass insulting business, I guess you might I'm, say. Correct. Correct. And it's actually, I should start a website because it's so funny how some people respond. I had, I had one person send me glitter the other day. They were so offended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that doesn't bother you because the, the ones that come through, so you don't know in advance if they're um, you know, motivated or not. You have no idea what the situation is. No, not until I get the offer back in the mail. And they, they respond. And it's all done by mail, not by email, the initial offers. All, yeah, it's all done by, by mail, not email. Now, we do have a program for, like, let's say, uh, for sale by owner on Craigslist where we automate it. And I actually have a – I use a if this, then that uh, type of system where it will automatically do it and automate it. And I actually created a, uh, a YouTube video on how to do that. So I think if you go to the, the landgeek.com on YouTube – um, or youtube.com slash thelandgeek. You you can you know do a search for IFTT, and I show you how I. So this make is people automation. selling their land themselves, and and that's typically because they're a motivated seller of some kind. Correct, correct. So that's a better hunting ground for you than just sending out letters. I mean, it's a percentage hit, I guess you might say. No, because if they're if they're savvy enough to put an ad out on Craigslist, then they're actually savvy enough to to wait for a better offer than mine, typically. So those, those sellers on Craigslist, actually, we have less than a 1% close rate on those people compared to the, the mailings. All right, so you get back the uh, offer. I mean, that's an offer. You haven't actually closed on it at that point. You got an offer. You right, could still, right. You could still reject it if you don't. If you then have that and you put out some feelers on what the, you might be able to sell it for, and you don't get any response or the prices aren't good, then you can just drop the offer. Is that the idea? Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll do a dual closing. We won't use any of our own money. So we'll just go straight to the neighbors. The neighbors will put down their down payment. We'll take that down payment, pay off the seller, and do a dual closing. And like not use whole, any of, Kind of like a warehousing situation. Right, right. We won't use any of our own money. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Now, you say that the Land Geek core philosophy starting is systematizing. What, what do you mean by systematizing? Well, it's just like the e-myth, right? You know, we don't want to create another job for you. So we want to have systems and processes so you're working on the business and not in the business. So last year, I closed over 192 deals and I work two hours a week in my investment company, Frontier Properties. And the only way I can do that is through the systems and processes that we've built and the automation piece. So that's where the geeky parts of it comes from is that, you know, we really have this thing completely automated. On both ends, on the buy side and the sell side. On the buy side and the sell side, correct. Uh, so, well, I mean, there must be at some point, on the, say on the sell side, that we've got to sign some documents. I mean, there's some things you have to do, right? What used to take me 20 minutes in paperwork, it now takes two seconds. It's completely automated. So if you subscribe to your system, is this... A system that you can buy or rent or something? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So that's the systematizing. Then you said the next part of your philosophy is to eliminate. So what are you eliminating as far as inefficiencies? So we are eliminating basically, you know, you, Jordan, working on the pieces of the business that don't make you any money. 
right? So we're eliminating for you the owner due diligence in teaching you how to outsource and eliminate and create a VA team, a virtual assistant team that's very inexpensive. So for example, I pay about $11 on due diligence now in the Philippines to get my, my, my deals done. So what, what actually are they doing in due diligence? They're looking at the buyer or they're looking at the value of the land? What are they looking at in due diligence? So they're not looking at the buyer. They're looking at the land itself. They want to make sure that the seller, the person that I'm actually buying the property from, owns the property, right? That the back taxes owed are not so high that we can't make a profit. That there's no liens. There's no encumbrances on that property. That there's legal access. Um, We want to know well depth. We want to know what the roads look like. Uh, we want to get a full view from, th- uh, you know, 360 degree view of that property before we actually buy it. So we want to know as much about that property as, as possible. And do you often find that there are liens that you didn't know about or back taxes or encumbrances? I mean, is that, do they often come up with things? Back taxes we'll find, but very rarely will we find an IRS lien or any type of, let's say, mechanics lien um, like that. So it's very rare. So how much of your business are you doing through tax liens, buying things through the auctions that the, each county has? Well, I, I, zero now. I don't, ah. go, I don't go to auctions anymore. I just go directly to the owner of the property and I want to avoid any competition. I want that property before it goes to a tax deed sale. Now, if, there's, if it goes to tax lien sale and there's an investor in there, that's fine because we'll buy it from the owner and We'll, the, you know, we'll pay the back taxes, the investor will get paid, and we own it free and clear. So you can buy it from the people who buy it at a tax lien auction? Correct. I because see, they're, they're, yeah, they're just buying the lien. They don't actually own the, the underlying asset. Uh-huh. So the reason you're not doing you started that way, the reason you're not doing it now is more, is more competition at tax lien auctions? Correct. Correct. Because I thought a lot of people still don't show up at these things. There's not that much competition at these tax lien auctions. Well, there's not, but any competition's not good for me. I see. Very good. <laughs> All right, terrific. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Mark Podowski. Podowski. Uh, he is called The Land Geek. Um, you can find out more about him at his website, thelandgeek.com backslash money answers. And you can see he's got a, a good system here to uh, buy and sell raw land. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Mark Podolsky, known as The Land Geek. Uh, his website, thelandgeek.com backslash money answers. Welcome back to the show, Mark. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate so it. So detect your philosophy is systematize, eliminate inefficiencies, and then delegate. So what are some of the things that you would delegate uh, that you don't actually have to do yourself? So, you know, from day one, I want to delegate all the things that don't make me any money. Right. So when I'm doing due diligence, I don't make any money. Um, when I'm sending out offers, right, the actual logistics of sending out an offer, I don't make any money. So, you know, we basically break down every part of the system 
and we look, okay, is there someone out there that can do this way less expensive than what I could do it myself if we looked at our, our effective hourly rate? So I'd say 90% of this business has been delegated. So it's either been delegated through our team or it's been delegated through software. And really, any businessman, that's what they're really, that's what a businessman does, right? They look at their business, they say, okay, what can I automate? What can I systematize? And what can I delegate? And, and where, you know, what do I hate to do? Now, some things, you know, I, I may hate to do accounting and I have an account, but, you know, some pieces of it I actually have to do, right? There are some things like you just have to do. Um, but all the things that you don't have to do that, you know, are not critical to making money, um, we try to delegate. Because every day I think to myself, can I find somebody, you know, better to do this than myself? Um, how do I make it so I have no job? And, and that's, really, that, that's really what we want to do. So, for example, sending out the offer letters, uh, you buy mailing lists and you have an automated letter going out. How does that work? Yeah, exactly. So we upload that list. So we take an Excel list and we basically will sort that Excel list through use code, which will be VL for vacant land. Because I don't want to send out offers, Jordan, to people that own homes or have commercial property or industrial property. Right. So I really want to go to vacant land. And then what we'll do from there is we'll sort it because people that own one acre should not get the same offer as somebody that has 40 acres, right? Then I'm really going to get some, some hate mail coming back. So then we price it by acre and then we you know, send that out to the software. We use an API with a company called lob.com, L-O-B.com, and then it just automated from there. So the click of a button, those offers go out. And then when they come back, I can quickly search in our software whom that is, I get all their information. There's no, you know, writing down anything because it's all already in that record. And we just follow the, the five-step process all through the software, and it's, it's amazing. Do you, do you need a local uh, attorney or real estate agent to kind of close the deal? No, absolutely not. Um, we have all the paperwork. We use our purchase sale agreement, um, land sale contract, and promissory notes. Uh, to close the deal. And then we also have, um, you know, deeds in our software as well. We've already done all that, that legal stuff, you know, in, in the, the early 2000s. It's really quite amazing, this whole thing. So you also have a podcast. Let's talk a little bit about the podcast you have, uh, which is called The Best Passive Income Model and also The Art of Passive Income. What are some of the other ideas in passive income that you talk about on your web or your podcast? Yeah, so you know the the art of passing the Kamado podcast. We want to look at other, you know, exceptional entrepreneurs and look at their models. And you know, I, I always say, look, I'm I'm flexible like a yogi. Maybe I don't have the best passive income model. Maybe there's something better. And so we want to find out, like, okay, what what aspects of this can we extract? So you know, the art of passive income is really about extracting, you know, not just you know the the brilliant models out there that are in the world, but also, you know, what are the things that these entrepreneurs are doing on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, and just the way they think that makes them so successful. So Jordan, I don't know about, I don't know if you know this, but there's, we're going to have an amazing podcast guest on April 25th. Um, we are, is that right? Yeah, yeah super, super successful entrepreneur radio host, Jordan Goodman. Is <laughs> that would on. be me. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, so basically we're going to pick your brain. And we're going to extract out, like, why are you so successful? Uh-huh. And, and you do this with others. So the, your overall point is that people don't necessarily have to have full-time jobs, fancy education, uh, that they can do this once they kind of learn your system. It's not based on your, your education or your pedigree to make this whole thing work. No, absolutely. I've got, I've got a client, Jeff Axton. He's a full-time firefighter. He makes more money um, working two hours a week uh, in his land investing business than he does as a full-time firefighter. He's over 10000 a month in passive income. Um, I mean, that's just you know one of many examples. Aren't your students competing with you to some extent if they learn the system? You know, it's so funny. My wife says the same thing when I first started. I said, honey, I'm going to teach people what I do. She says, well, aren't you going to create your own competition? I said, honey, there's 3,007 counties. There's billions of acres of land. How much of it can we buy? 
right? How much of it can everybody buy? I'm like, they're all going to run out of money before they run out of deal flow. And so since I've been teaching this, I've never had somebody call me and say, hey, Mark, got your offer. Um, I got three others just like it, and yours is the lowest, right? So <laughs> it's just there's no one doing it. There's no big money doing this. There's so much property out there. Um, so the, honestly, no. There's, there's, so there's you've never had somebody where what, what you got an offer and one of your students offered you know, a, a higher offer on the same property or something? No, no. If, if anything, the community is really cooperative and they'll do deals together where they'll kind of match up. Okay, you know, I've got a piece of property here I locked up and I bought it 20 cents to the dollar, but I really need quick cash, right? Um, I don't want to do it on terms. And I don't want to even go through the marketing. So they'll wholesale it out to guys like myself. And it's, it's a wonderful thing there. So how does the community work? Is there a, a website or how are they people in this community buying raw land uh, interact with each other? So we have a, um, a mastermind group. We also have a free group on, you know, on Facebook. And that's how they, they communicate. So there's the, the Land Geek Official Motivation Wealth Creation Group. That's free to join. And then we have the Land Geek Mastermind community, um, which is typically people that are really serious about this business. And, and, and those people are, you know, typically get, you know, the investor's toolkit, and then they go into our boot camp, and then they go into coaching, and then they're in the mastermind group. Who is this whole buying and selling of raw land not a good idea for somebody to get involved with? Somebody that does not want to run a business, right? If you want to be 100% passive, right, this is not for you. So, for example, um, you know, like we talked in the very beginning of, of the show, you said, hey, is there somebody that can just invest with you, right? Those people that just want to, you know, deploy capital and get a return on their capital and don't want to do anything, those people should come directly to me and invest. Everybody else that wants to start doing this on their own, they need to have some internal motivation to actually learn something that is, you know, might be outside of their comfort zone and actually do it. And it's, you know, it's just like anything. It's a simple model, but it ain't easy, right? So you have to have a, some grit to do anything. And that's for any, any business, any real estate niche. But at the end of the day, this is a business. And if you don't want to be in business, it's not for you. And if you just want to be investing your money, like in the stock market or the bond market, um, but you want to get my kinds of returns and you got to go directly to somebody like me to do it for you, but you're not going to get 300%. Very good. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Mark Podolsky. He's known as the Land Geek. Uh, you can find out more about him and his whole community and his pr- programs and so on at thelandgeek.com backslash money answers. And it's really been fascinating learning how to do the whole raw land business, Mark. Thanks for being on the Money Answer Show. Thanks, Jordan. I appreciate it. Thank you, and we'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.